You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. From our studio to yours, it's Various Artists with Francis and Liam. Welcome to Various Artists. My name is Liam and I'll be with you for the next hour. Francis is not with me today. They are off celebrating their brother's graduation and that's all chill. I'm just hanging out on my own and having a good time. This is your guide to the big wide art world of Tamaki Makoto and beyond for this week. If I can coming up on the show today. Very soon I'm having a live chat with Danielle Howakin from Youth Arts NZ about Creative Vision, an awesome new creative career fair for young folks taking place at Shawjack Junction up in Takapuna this Saturday. Next Saturday, sorry. Francis speaks to Anna Lovely from Soundcheck about their new sexual harm prevention and response advisor, aka Sharper Service. I also had a chat with Clove from the By Artists for Artists Collective about the first market taking place at Ellen Melville Center on the 20th of May. And finally, we've got your local arts guide for Tamaki Makoto over the next week. He aha ufakado, we would love to hear your thoughts on any of these pieces. So please get in touch. Tukupato, you might contact us on 5395 or Waya Bairane. Give us a call in studio on 309-3879. Also, after the show, Ka'awe e Wareware, i ahi anakoto te whakarongoki in Inkoro. You can catch all these chats and more by podcast on the 95BFM website, 95BFM.com. We're going to start off the show with a little bit of Little Dragon. This is Kenneth. Brand new release from them. We'll be chatting to Danielle Howakin from Youth Arts and Z after this. You're on BFM. Thank you. 
don't suffer for your art, chat. Various artists with Francis and Liam. That was Kenneth by Little Dragon. Right now, uh, via Zoom, I have with me Danielle Howakin from Youth Arts and Zed. Can you hear me all good? Kia Liam. Kia ora. Uh, Lovely to Yeah. <laughs> How are we going today? Yeah, fantastic. I'm just so glad that in Tamaki it's beautiful weather because we've definitely not had that this past week. No. <laughs> it's so rare. It's just like every time the... It's been a lot of just walking out in the morning and being like, oh, cool, it's finally sunshine. You walk a little bit down the road, immediately raining everywhere. <laughs> That's so true. I almost went for a walk in the rain yesterday. Mm. Uh, that would have been a little bit tragic considering there was hail, but... <laughs> <laughs> just getting it yeah, in. It's nice today. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we are here to chat about Creative Vision, which is Youth Arts and Zed's awesome creative careers fair for Tamariki taking place next Saturday. I guess to start, what would you describe um, your organization, Youth Arts and Zed, as? Yeah, absolutely. So Youth Arts New Zealand is a social enterprise, but we are also a charity aimed at uplifting rangatahi and tamariki um, around the ages from 14 to 30. So what we want to do is uplift rangatahi in the creative arts, um, help them have some creative platforms to uh, showcase their passions, but also just help them, I guess, find different opportunities in the creative arts to showcase um, their amazing talents because a lot of opportunities nowadays really don't prioritize emerging artists. So mm. it's something that we're wanting to do. And how long have you guys been around for? Yeah, so Youth Arts has been around for, oh my gosh, like four years now. This is the fourth year, I think. Nice. Um, yeah, it was founded by CEO Matthew and operations manager Harrison. And I'm very, very privileged to have been on the team for about a year now. Nice, nice. So we've got Creative Vision coming up. There's so many amazing speakers that are happening. How would you describe this event for our listeners? Totally. So this event's um, basically funded by Auckland Council. It's for Youth Week. So coming up, we have Youth Week on Monday to Sunday. And we decided to host a career, uh, creative career fair. Um, essentially, it's two elements to the day. We've got the networking side, which has got a whole bunch of different organizations from the music industry, different tertiary education, uh, an art gallery as well. So what they do is they kind of hang around. They've got stalls and young people can come up and have a chat to them about what they could be involved in or what different educational things that they can participate in. Um, and then there's a second element, which is obviously the speakers, um, which we have some really awesome speakers taking part. And essentially what they'll be sharing with us is um, their creative journeys to get to where they are now to be established artists and and people in the creative industry and advocators um and there'll be a q a and there'll be also some performances from our musicians awesome yeah so who are the people that you're really trying to reach with this because i guess youth can be construed as a pretty broad term is it specifically for sort of like high schoolers or can uni students head along who are you trying to reach and bring along to this yeah, totally. There's in my mind, there's two kind of people we're trying to reach is high school students who are just about to finish uni, uh, sorry, finish high school, and they're wanting to look at what they want to do next, um, or considering what to do what, what to do next. And so they'll come to this event and, and be inspired or able to talk to places like University of Auckland about what they could do if they wanted to pursue the creative arts. Um, I feel like there's so many people in our lives telling us that we need to learn um, science and maths and, and pursue a STEM career. 
but this is a, a creative career fair where they're actually encouraged to look at their passions and see what they can do with that. Um, and the second kind of people we're looking at is, you know, university students who are wanting to get into the industry a little bit better um, or having a little bit of a early life crisis. <laughs> I know when I was at university, I very much was like, why am I studying this arts degree when I really want to do music? So this creative career fair is for those people who are also considering maybe a change in direction as well. Yeah, I think kind of like I've had a lot of that over the past couple of my entire time in university so far, just the constant like, Why am, what is going on? <laughs> Please help. Exactly, totally. And also people can connect with each other in that way because it can be a little bit lonely um, trying to follow your passion sometimes it's it's nice to be in a space where everyone's in the same boat yeah and why do you think that it's so important to specifically be giving this message to young people uh so early on in their lives um i think it's really important because there's so many people telling us otherwise i think there's so many teachers and parents and peers who are you know pursuing science or trying to push you in that direction to do an accounting degree and I really don't think that's, you know, good for us who are passionate and creative. And and so I think this event is really important for us to remember that there is a career for us if we wanted to pursue our passions. Mm, awesome. So let's take a look at some of the awesome uh, speakers that we've got going on at this event. Can you list off some of the people that we've got coming up? Absolutely. Um, some of the speakers that will be at this event is Masbo Q, who is a hip hop uh, artist. He's fantastic. He's UK born um, Nigerian artist, and he'll be performing for us as well. We've got the amazing Chloe Swarbrick uh, because she's just awesome. And yeah, I just have always wanted to to go to an event with her in it. And I know a lot of young people feel the same. Mm. Uh, we've also got Gavin Downey, who works for Auckland Council in the events kind of industry. Uh, he's worked with some crazy big artists. And yeah, he's just a legend in the industry, which would be awesome for young people to get to know. We also have Nathan Joe, who is a playwright, a Chinese Kiwi playwright. Um, he is the creative director of Pride, and he is just an amazing person in general yeah i mean we've got so many different amazing speakers i can't list them all so mm. if you want to know about them we do have an instagram creative vision underscore nz yeah and it's awesome because it's such a diverse range of people from all sorts of different backgrounds because it's not just musicians and people who have like quote unquote made it in the arts it's also people who are affecting the lives of those within arts like you said chloe swarbrick we've got uh gavin downey from auckland council which it's interesting because of the sort of conversations around defunding the arts in Tamaki Makoto. Do you think that this is kind of part of, although I'm sure that this event has been in the works for a while, it's definitely come around at a very uh, tumultuous time for the arts industry in Tamaki Makoto. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello? We might be having Hello. some technical difficulties, unfortunately. <laughs> can you hear me all good? All right, we're going to go to a quick spot block as I figure out what is going on here, and we will hopefully be back with Danielle in a second. Uh, we'll be back after this. What's a seven-letter word for street fighter? Brawler. Hey, you're right. Okay, what about treasure trunks and six? Chests. They said you were good. Hey, what's happening at Ponsonby Social Club this week? 
Well, tonight there's DJs Junior and TDK. And tomorrow, Eve Kelly live, followed by DJs Killerman Raro and Martina Mack. Same old Ponsonby Social Club, 152 Ponsonby Road. Music's everywhere. Everywhere. It's like a cloud of art. Here at 95 BFM, we've sucked up some of the best contemporary bangers, bottled them and chucked them into a special Spotify playlist just for you. Our May playlist is up now, featuring Jasmine Neri, Ringlets, Greco Romek, African Head Charge, Jonathan Bree and Seamouse. Follow 95 BFM on Spotify for our monthly Spotify playlist and stay au fait. Okay, uh, we'll give this another shot. Danielle, can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> yeah, the technical difficulties are continuing on. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get Danielle back. For now, I will go to a quick Mesbo Q song. Um, this is Just Let It Go with Fadiso and many other people. Hopefully we'll figure this out in a second. One, two, three. Oh, it's the etiquette of me spitting letters over beats for the betterment of peace. Yeah. I hope there is a heaven for a G, putting letters in the tweets, giving enemies a peace. Matter of fact, if you don't collect the fee, put that pen up on a leash and protect your inner peace. Time scarce, any seconds ain't for keeps, so people trying to leash them retreat and learn to just let it, 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 let it go. Just let it, let it, let it go. Keep pushing, it ain't worth the energy, better just let it, let it, let it, let it, let it, let it, let it go. Just let it, let it, let it go. Keep pushing, it ain't worth the energy. Maserati na rebala me di pass para pasa misaka madi madi hosena juice full oh khadi khadi ya khala khile tale file hake bona bali bile madi madi atsolo ga tsokolo ikile ya gorgo ifikile ah khadi khadi modi tike mad hq okay okay are we all good can you hear me Yes, I can. Apologies Beautiful. about that. I think the rain has affected everyone's Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it affects everything as well as just like, I'm wondering if there was a mistake that I made on my part, but it's all good. We're here now and we've still got a bit of time to go. We've got some Mesbo Q playing in the background of this, uh, mm. who of course is a lovely, lovely musician based up here in Tamaki Mikado. And speaking of, I believe that we were talking about issues uh, within the funding for the arts within Auckland. Mm, absolutely. And I think that a few of the speakers will be touching on that subject because it is you know, such a big thing in the arts at the moment is so many jobs are up in the air, so many events are up in the air. And yeah, it's it's really important for us creatives to keep our jobs and, and to keep the arts and culture vibrant as, you know, the UNESCO school, uh, UNESCO city of music, I think, is what Tamaki is. It's really important for us to have arts and culture continuous and, and important for us to uplift people who are in the creative arts. Yeah, and do you think that it's quite a sort of like, ongoing thing of making sure that we are fueling young people with the resources and ability to do these things through events like Creative Vision, as well as all the other mahi that Youth Arts NZ does? Yes, I definitely think so. I think it's always been a battle for emerging artists and young artists to, you know, have opportunities and have platforms where they can express themselves. And that's something that we're trying to create more of. 
Yeah, especially since, I don't know. Um, I mean, you pointed out how a lot of young people look up to uh, Chloe Swarbrick, and I think that part of that is also just because of a lot of anxiety going around in their heads around, are we going to even be able to go into the future with climate change? If we somehow get through it, then uh, is my career in in threat, I guess? That's, that's a better term. Um, but, like, is it... I think, is it just motivating them to go forth and being like, hey, there are still avenues despite sort of the pessimism that can sometimes be around in the art scene? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And that's something else that creativity does really well is support our mental health. You know, some a lot of people use creativity as a, as a form of therapy or as a way of expressing how they feel and it's so important for us to be connected with our creative side because it is something that we use as like a support system for ourselves whether it's anxiety about the future or anything else to be honest and creativity is so important and crucial to people who are creatives um and it's something that we do need to keep nurturing yeah and i think that providing spaces like these that are really focused around community i mean you mentioned the stuff about networking before mm. which is always really interesting whenever i talk to people in the art scene about networking there's always kind of like a type of reaction yeah. um <laughs> but you can kind of and like rethink thing, it yeah yeah and and one thing that we really want to make sure this event doesn't turn into is that kind of Ugh, networking mm. oh know we don't want anyone to feel socially anxious about this event and that's why we have the amazing facilitators Grayson and 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 Robin who are part of Fakamana and and they are awesome at creating a safe space and we're making sure that all our staff members will be around and making sure no one feels a little bit lost and we want it to be a safe space where people can just go up to someone and ask a question or get support in that way and that's why we also have a safe room uh, or a safe, a quiet room in our in our event to make sure that if anyone gets overstimulated and needs a moment to breathe, um, we do have that kind of uh, room that's not so stimulating. Mm, yeah. Well, it's been so lovely to chat to you, Danielle. I'm so excited for this career fair. Um, I reckon I'll try and head up. And if anyone else who's listening wants to head up or let any young people in their lives know about this event, uh, where should they head on the 20th of May? They should go to Shore Junction in the North Shore. Uh, yes, Shore Junction is an awesome venue. Um, and the exact address is 19 North Coat Road, Takapuna. And if they want to learn any more information about the event, is there a website or Instagram page that they can go to? Yeah, totally. So our Instagram is creativevision uh, underscore NZ. And we also have a website that's linked to that Instagram. Awesome. It's been so lovely to chat to you, Danielle, despite the occasional hiccups in the internet as it happens sometimes with Zoom. But yeah, it's going to be an awesome event and great mahi on the thing. Next up, we're going to be hearing from a track from Jespi and Paige, who's another talker that will be at this event. This is Solo. Thank you for chatting, Danielle. Cheers. So much. I loved her and she led me Trying to find my way back home Lost my way but now I know I gotta find the love of my life Like some art baby, ooh I'm feeling drawn to ya I can't explain the tight grip, hang on to ya I won't skip cause I'm sure I take the trip, I'm on yours I'm so down to ride all aboard 
feel like this I feel this bliss I don't think I ever want to end this kiss and I don't ever want to call quits and if it came to the bullet you already know I take the hit but deep down I know that I'm more in than you're in and my heart is not stored in yours I'm mourning I go to war inside this love story ain't shared on the other side no insight commit hard suicide now I'm suffocating now it's a landslide tell me will I ever feel again this vibe will I ever have a love reply I think I need to go away for a minute No sleep, gotta pray for a minute I've been feeling so low, so low, so low And it's feeling so deep when I'm in it Yeah, things seem a little down now I lost a spark in my life, I'm trying to run now And I'm feeling so low, so low, so low Feelings get dark, yeah, when the sun down uh. What's it all for? Various artists. 
That was Jaspi with Solo featuring Paige. Paige will be speaking and performing at Creative Vision taking place next uh, Saturday at Shore Junction the 20th of May. Just before then, I had a slightly tumultuous but ultimately great chat with Danielle, one of the organizers behind the event. If you want to head along, I definitely think you should. It's an awesome looking event. Uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday... <laughs> On Wednesday, Soundcheck publicly launched a new core service, the Sexual Harm Prevention and Response Advisor Sharper Service, in response to community feedback, which signaled the access for the need for access to free, independent, and confidential support when responding to or wanting to prevent sexual harm in our music community. Earlier in the week, Francis caught up with project manager Anna Lovies to hear about the new service. Can you begin by telling me about Soundcheck as an organisation? How did you start out? and what do you do? Sure. So Soundcheck Aotearoa is an, an action group that formed in 2020. Though the strains of Soundcheck Aotearoa were, you know, there a few years prior to Me Too really taking off in Aotearoa. And now we are a charitable organisation. We're now a chari- charitable trust, which is quite exciting. So we have a formal board structure now. And then there's me, myself, and our new chakra. Yes, very exciting. And we'll talk about her shortly. But what does becoming an official charitable trust actually change within your operations and what you're able to do? So, you know, it, it means we can now, you know, accept donations, which is quite exciting. We can also apply for... Um, we can just really go hard with applying for grants and funding to make new programs happen. It's very exciting. And I, I love filling out forms. So it makes the project manager nerd inside of me very happy. Um, <laughs> awesome. I fear you may be one of the only people I've ever met that likes filling out forms. So power to you. That's great. I know. It's um, not a cool hobby. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about this appointment of a chapra, which stands for a Sexual Harm Prevention and Response Advisor. Who have you appointed and what's their role? So we have brought on Mel Calvers-Burt. Mel is one half of the team that delivers our professional respect training, so some people may be already familiar with Mel. Mel is a, a sexual harm um, prevention and response specialist with over 25 years um, working in the space. Mel actually delivered a similar service for the New Zealand Defence Force. Mel was managing a team of Shapra. I'm calling them Shapri, but um, and that's the dream for us. We would like to have you know a team eventually, so that you know we can provide more resource to our community. And Mel, Mel is the person that you'll be interacting with on the other side of the phone or email. Uh, Mel, Mel will be the only person that you'll be interacting with in the Shapra program. Mel's just one of my favourite people, a beautiful, gentle human. Who can access the Shapra service and what will they be accessing the service for? Yeah, so when we were designing the program, we, we identified four main groups that we felt could, you know, benefit from the service and it was you know really anyone that's experienced uh, harm in any way bystanders colleagues whānau uh, friends members of the public uh, who have 
interactive with, with the music community. So that could be at, you know, festivals, shows, literally anywhere um, that we're engaging with the public. Also businesses and workplaces. We, we you know, through professional respect training, um, through our email, we, we often get a lot of requests um, seeking advice for prevention measures, prevention advice. And so we're opening up this space to help businesses and workplaces who may need that advice or they might be responding to harm in their workplace. Um, and then, you know, finally, we're also offering this service to anyone who has done harm or is accused of harm. Um, you know, we we want to encourage people to reach out for help from a specialist and really it just kind of contributes to our goal of building a survivor-safe music community um, in every way with the survivor at the centre of everything we do. And just in terms of the help, I mean, Mel can offer all kinds of help. It can look so many different ways and it's sort of tailored to your situation. And, you know, the key kind of consideration we've got is we consider and we we consider your needs and always have your consent at every step of the way. Being a survivor of sexual harm myself, I, I understand and I, I don't know, there's just something in my heart that kind of, you know, that needs to be first. So, yeah, really we can offer just a safe space to debrief over your situation with a specialist. Um, we might be able to offer referrals to other services where might be appropriate. We could also consult and advise on prevention measures. We can offer advocacy in some cases. Yeah, and just really just give, you know, information, advice, support, guidance, however we can. Sorry, that was a very long mm. answer. No, absolutely, but it gives a really holistic view of the, the breadth and depth of service that Amel is able to provide and obviously she has that well of knowledge and experience to be able to tailor help for for those that need it and obviously the, the need for someone like Mel in the industry is really present. I know that's something that drove the appointment of her through Soundcheck. Why do you think sexual harm is so prevalent in the music community? I think you know, on a globally, if I'm thinking about the music industry, it's it's just been so normalised into the fabric of, of 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 you know the industry that you know even even just you know we we have a anyone that's done our professional respect training we've got this um, continuum of behaviour so green behaviour yellow orange red red which is you know criminal behaviour uh, criminalised behaviour. I think, you know, there's that sort of middle section, yellow and the orange, which is sort of, it's you know, it's not criminal behaviour, but it's just kind of that murky territory. And I think that's where a lot of the problems happen because I don't think we have, as a community, a clear understanding of what that behaviour is and how it can play out and how it can affect others. So I think, you know, it, a lot of it has just been so normalised. And I think additional to that is, is you know, sense of uncomfortableness when talking about sexual harm and I certainly know in myself as a survivor that it wasn't really until I had reached out for help that I understood the language and or you know ways to express it or engage with with the tricky words I suppose yes very complex 
Yeah, and that, I guess, having someone to be able to go to to help you work through that and name what's happened mm, is a really, really important space. What What is your hope that having a chapra available will change in the industry here in Aotearoa? Well, I think, you know, as an organisation, we, we just want to survive a safe community, really. And I know personally as well, that's very important. Um, and just, I, I guess my hope is that we, through this service, you know, we we can be we can look after ourselves better, but we can also look after other people. I think there's that kind of I don't know. I see see Mel as like a glue that can create this, and yeah, I I, I and I hope it empowers us as a community to have this information and these tools and just this space that you can go if you have a problem, if you have something that's happened. It's safe. It's confidential. It's private. We have put a lot of thought into, uh, we've created a separate privacy policy for the Chakra service. You know, we we spent a lot of time on the policy because just the privacy, the nature of our industry, how small it is, It's there's so many barriers to reaching out for help, you know, and I think you know, we just, really our hope is that we we just keep providing a safe place anyone in our community to go thank you Anna and if if someone is listening and they would like to access the resource or would like to access it in future where can they go to do that well you can go to soundcheckartearoa.co.nz forward slash chapra um, there's a big rundown including a flow chart which I'm very excited about nerdily um, it explains the whole process so it's right there in front of you 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 can also email Mel directly at chapra at soundcheckaltero.co.nz. We've also got a, a phone number there if you would rather um, engage with the service anonymously. Uh, you can also text that number. And I also encourage, you know, if you've got any questions, concerns, you're welcome to reach out to me personally at Anna at soundcheckaltero.co.nz. And if there's anything you think we can be doing better, please also tell us that too. Thank you, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what sort of change this brings, and thank you for your mahi in this space. That was Soundcheck Project Manager Anna Lovies talking with Francis about the new Sexual Harm and Sexual Harm Prevention and Response Advisor Series. Uh, big namahi nui to everyone who was working on that project. It's really important. You can text us on 5395. We're going to go into a quick track by Slaughter Beach Dog. This is Are You There? You're on BFM. Are you there? Did patience wane? Did you fall asleep? Do you four-track recording of rain? Do you feel tame? Do you feel insane? Is there anyone in the audience currently living in vain?
with Francis and Liam. So you can go to the opening for more than just the snacks. You can text us on 5395 of any cool openings that you've been to recently. Oh, if you just want to chat, I'd love to hear from you. Next Saturday, we'll see the first scene and art market put on by the By Artists and For Artists Collective, also known as By and For Collective. The new collective will be aiming to provide more artist-run spaces and events around Tamaki Makoto with the ultimate goal of breaking down the barriers for people to enter the arts community of Aotearoa. I had a chat to Clove of from of Clafs and Curious Curios about the collective, the market, and also a little bit of socialism, because you know, this is a not show. Sorry, Wayne Brown, this is probably why he's defunding us. Here's the chat now. So this is of Crafts and Curios. You guys can call me Cece or Clove, whatever feels comfortable. The Bible Collective uh, was kind of born out of my irritation or disillusionment with how certain parts of the Auckland art scene have been 
run by people who aren't actually in the Auckland art scene. So I wanted to bring together artists to take our own path and forge our own futures together for each other. It was all about creating community for artists by artists. What sort of stuff have you done in the Auckland art scene before this? So Of Craft Materials is my little creative uh, full-time job. And so I'm a zine maker, a doll maker. I do all kind of paper craft and stickers and artworks. And so I've been part of the Auckland zine market. I've been part of the uh, Wellington Zine Fest. What has it kind of been like to be organising a group of people like this? Do you have many people in your collective yet? Or are you kind of still working it up from the so grounds? We're still a fledgling little community but mm. we are working hard with some of my good friends and fellow artists in the community um at the moment behind the scenes it's me from vaughn and a prominent poet in the Auckland community named kate fountain so oh, yeah. we're working behind the scenes just as a little community but i would really like to open the doors up get as many of us in the collective behind events and start actually doing things that artists want to be doing, not just kind of pushing ourselves into the cracks that we see fit, but actually making things we want to be part of and doing things for the community. Why did you decide to go for the collective route to kind of like try and advocate for more of these artist spaces in Tamaki Makoto to be properly run by artists rather than just trying to do this on your own? I think that uh, we are strongest together and mm. when one of us wins, we all win. And so I'm so anti-gatekeeping. I think that if you find something that works, if you are building it, they will come kind of mentality is so much more important when we are these kind of non-traditional lifestyles such as being an artist full time or, you know, making money through art rather than just um, sending it out into the world and hoping for the best, but actually really thriving as artists. It's not something that seems to be very supported, especially in the current climate with our current mayor, who doesn't seem to value or appreciate the art as much as it should be as much as New Zealand. It's um, it's really good to be kind of like creating these sorts of spaces and bringing people together, especially when it might they might have difficulty finding voices otherwise. Absolutely, and I think a lot of the time the art community can feel like it's being pitted against each other when there's only so many limited spaces to show or to be in a market or to be successful, when in reality it doesn't have to be that way. There is enough room at the table for all of us to succeed, and if we are building each other up rather than fighting for those limited spaces, we can actually achieve so much more and so many great things for all of us. Your first event that you've got going on as a part of the Bind4 Collective will be the Bind4 Zine Market taking place on the 20th of March. Is that next Saturday? Next Saturday. That is our first event. It's so exciting. I, it would be held at Allen Melville Centre here in the CBD, which is super exciting, super central, a great accessible building and loads of really awesome public transport options to come on through to get there. What do you think makes this uh, zine market different from the other ones that we've seen in Tamaki Makoto? I would love to see more zine markets available in Auckland and around New Zealand. Mm. Most places have one a year where a lot of us who make zines, we're making, you know, hundreds of zines all year round. We're all making zines constantly. It's out of the passion of making zines. You don't just make one a year. So we need to have, in my opinion, more zine markets and more of a zine community because there are so many zine makers. It's something that everyone can do. Anything can be a zine. So we need to have more opportunities to share with that community and take part in trading and selling and enjoying zines as an underground publication movement. So what stall holders do you have at this market? 
I'm so excited to have Overcom coming through to this market. I love Grace and I love what Overcom stands for. So Overcom is definitely one of our store holders. We also have the incredible Almond Sugary, who was recently at the New Lynn Zine Market and is so cool and talks about so many cool, like, the merging between creepy and cute, and I love their work. Um, of course, I will be there. Of course, and Curios will be bringing their magical zines to Vine 4 and HB Pencil, which is a really cute duo of two best friends who create like these cool, artsy, queer-focused zines. And just all your faves from the zine markets around Auckland and New Zealand will be hopefully showing up and storeholding. Have you gone out of your way to ask these artists in particular to come or have they been pitching their work to you? Uh, by and for, I really wanted to create a non-hierarchical, non-competitive nature for applications. So I opened applications and did my, my best Instagram boost post that I could and <laughs> and got, as many, uh, got the word out to as many people as I could and they applied on their own terms and then we went from there. I am genuinely looking for such a bigger venue for our next event because we had so many more applications than we could have in the building itself which unfortunately meant we had to cut down on. We couldn't have everyone, which is really what I want to achieve eventually. So we are on the lookout for bigger venues to hold our next event so that we can have everyone who would like to show their work and sell their work that can. Do you think that there's enough venue spaces like that in Tamaki Makoto for wide enough spaces that are accessible to indie projects like this? I do think that we do have a limited amount of options, especially with how Auckland Council uh, positions itself but at the same time the Auckland Council buildings anyone can hire them it's just they're not necessarily big enough for the kind of events we might want to hold in the future so we do have to look at private options and that comes with funding and things like that but we are so far away from that down the pipeline as we are just starting out so we're doing what we can but no there is in my opinion there's not enough art focused spaces in Tamaki Makoto for this kind of thing but hopefully that will change as we start to see more privatization of arts and communities and the council doesn't want to prioritize that with their funding. Mm. <laughs> yeah, totally. So what sort of events are you looking at doing for the future with the Bind for Collective? I would love to do more markets. I think there definitely is a call and need for more markets for artists to share their work. At the end of the day, we all need to sadly take part in capitalism and pay our rent. So that is something that we would like to do. I definitely want to do workshops, because there are so many different types of artists and um, disciplinaries that are thriving in Auckland that I think we can share in. I'm personally a believer it's not about whether you can create the best, most incredible piece of art ever. It's just the fact that you want to create that is important. Mm. So I'd love to create space where people who might not traditionally think of themselves as artists or might be nervous or scared to try a new disciplinary that can have those spaces. So looking at workshops and maybe... uh, the word oh my gosh <laughs> uh studio spaces that mm. we can collectively meet in and things like that yeah yeah i think the markets especially i mean you made the semi-joke about how we all unfortunately have to live under capitalism um but it's something that's interesting about these sorts of zine markets and arts markets that do already exist in tamaki makoto that you're sort of adding on to where it's a really great direct way to support these artists without necessarily having them need to go through the lens of working with clients for ads or anything like that. Not that there's anything wrong with taking those routes, but I think that it's really good to be providing them with spaces to 
monetize their work while still receiving creative freedom, yeah? Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, like when it comes to doing creative industries as a business by yourself, rather than, you know, getting a job in a festival, getting a job at the art gallery, when you're trying to be an artist or an entrepreneur in your field, the most important thing is that you do pay your rent and you can live. (laughs) And sometimes that does come with selling out or having to do something that you're not creatively passionate about for a client whereas in the market scheme in the market scene you are there selling your artwork that you're passionate about that you love that you created and it does also allow you to meet future clients that you do want to do that one-on-one work with and give you that opportunity if you want because the people who come to markets are just as important as the artists who are stall holding at markets the people who show up and support their community and really help artists thrive, those are the people who literally pay our lunch meals. They literally pay our rent. So that is what is so important too, is the people who actually want to buy art and be a part of that relationship between artists and their livelihood. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose, are you hoping for a sense that with both the market and the collective of buying for you're going to be encouraging other people to start their own collectives and their own markets because it's i don't know it's just interesting how these sorts of scenes don't necessarily hold any competition with each other but very much so every market is trying to boost up other ones if that makes sense yes absolutely i definitely think that the our community definitely lives on the idea that if one of us succeeds we all succeed and that kind of idea that um we can do this ourselves we don't need the approval from some like non-existent scary like big hierarchy art world Mm. that we actually can have these grassroots startups that uh, boost each other and boost our own profitability but also our own uh, desire to thrive and make things because making things for the sake of making things is so important like just putting beauty and art in the world. And if you and your friends want to do that and just start up something, then you should. There's no one stopping you but yourself. Obviously, that is only true in the scheme of ideas. There are always hurdles with these sort of things like funding and finding places and things like that. But when we work together, we can really overcome anything. I love how all of this really seems like it's basically just like a big allusion to socialism and just decentralizing everything. (laughs) Yes, yeah, everything I mean, that we do. <laughs> you may have seen me at the Tamaki Anarchist Book Anarchist Book Fair. <laughs> oh, that's incredible! Yeah, no, but, we uh, we reported on that as well on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's the thing. Like um, decentralization of means of production. Like making sure that the people have their own ability to create and uh, kind of certify their livelihoods. That is the most important thing. And I think anyone who makes art is doing it in protest regardless of if it's a smiley face on a wall or a doodle in your book you know like in your uni notes they're all just doodles like that in itself is a form of protest against uh main mainstream patriarchy and Mm. government (laughs) totally well it's been so awesome to chat to you just to sort of like finish off can you remind our listeners when and where they could attend the very first spine for zine market Absolutely. Come on down to Ellen Melville Center on the 20th of May from 11 to 4 p.m. and check out all the incredible artists and zine makers that will be with Fine for that day. Awesome. I'll try to be there. I hope that everyone else will be there. And it's also been lovely chatting to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. That was Clove from the Buy-In for Zine Collective. Again, next Saturday, 20th of May at Ellen Melville Center. You can head along to their very first market.
just letting a little bit of massive attack play underneath the art guide which it is now time for your weekly guide for the arts events happening across tamaki makoto this week on ramade friday the 12th of may that's today uh art select gallery in newmarket will be showcasing the opening of a solo exhibition from job collision sorry i'm not sure how to pronounce that last name you can head along tonight at 6 p.m to see his gorgeous moody and atmospheric paintings or catch that from tomorrow until at some point i forgot to yeah I'm not sure when it ends, but you probably just had a long tonight. It's great. Uh, Podicare improviser Simon O'Rourke is at the Audio Foundation tonight and tomorrow night for a couple of different sets. Tonight is the second of three nights in his improvisation residency. So at 8 p.m. tonight and tomorrow night, you can head on over to the Audio Foundation to hear some of the best jazz that Aotearoa has to offer. Also, with Simon on Dahoroi Saturday, 13th of May, at the Audio Foundation at 1pm, you can see someone taking part in Audio Foundation's Office Ambient Series, in which artists are invited to perform in the Audio Foundation's office space using pieces from the MEL catalogue that will be beginning as at 1pm. Also, tomorrow morning at 10am, the Oyster in Otara will be blessed with its newest artwork creation by... Troy Jackson. The Oyster is an awesome little art portal in the town centre of Otara, focused on showcasing Pacifica voices from around Aotearoa. When I was producing The Wire last year, I had a chat to a couple of the people behind the Oyster, so I'll be sure to link to that in the bcast of today's show. Next week, from Ra'apa Wednesday, the 16th of May to Ratapu Sunday, the 21st of May, the Auckland Writers Festival will be taking place. I can't list every talk, event, and signing that will be taking place. There are so many, so if you want to learn more, you can go to the Writers Festival festival.co.nz. A little extra note, the Auckland Zine Fest market stall applications are open. I talked about this last week and that's because Auckland Zine Fest is like the best weekend of the year. We're taking place over the 5th and 6th of August at Auckland Art Gallery. The market brings together artists, writers and creators of all things small press if you want to take part and sell some wares, you can head over to aucklandzinefest.co.nz. We've got a new sting, guys. Various Artists with Francis and Liam. Thanks, Jules. Gotta love a new sting. Ka ora te hōtaka katoa mō tenei wiki. Nei te mihiki e katoa i korero mai ki mō tenei rā. That is all for us on Various Artists today. Cheers to all of those who chatted to us. Thank you to Danielle Howakin from Youth Arts NZ, Anna Lovey from Soundcheck, and Clove from the By Artists for Artists Collective. Nei rā hoki te mihiki e katoa i whakarongo ana. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can listen back to all of those chats and more at 95bfm.com slash speaker. Kahoki my matoa atere wiki. Next up is the Land of Good Groove. You're listening to 95 BFM. was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.